Well, good morning and welcome to another episode of Align with Lina. And I do these conversations because I want to inspire people to see ordinary folks who just like me, just like you, just like my guest, Lorelai, have undergone extraordinary spiritual awakenings. We have decided to go on an internal journey to discover the truth of who we are. And when we enter into that journey, it does become an extraordinary experience. But the main thing is that we're, we're ordinary people, just like you and me. There is nothing that we, we have experienced that other people cannot experience. And this is a program about inspiration so that whatever processes have assisted us on our journey, maybe you may want to borrow them. Maybe you're going through something similar. But all of it is designed to assist us in discovering how can we align with the truth of who we are, with our authentic selves, with the creator, no matter what you call it. This is truly a program to inspire you to become all that you can be, because I know Lorelai, my guest, and I both know that not only are we all magnificent, but we are holy and divine beings. So you being a holy and divine being like I am, let's invite my other holy and divine being friends, Lorelai. Thank you so much for joining me, Lorelai. You're welcome. This is so fun. <laughs> well, here we are. We're going to have a fun conversation, and it is just about sharing whatever comes up. Um, it's totally organic. We haven't rehearsed this. I never do with any of my guests. So let me start with you where I start with everybody. Okay what was going on in your life or what stage of life were you in when you began to realize that there was more to life than maybe what you have been taught? For me, it's when my mother passed away and I was 41 years old. And then all of a sudden I began to realize I didn't have to keep living my life the way I had before because the main person I was trying to impress and have her see me as this successful being was my mom. So when she died, it was almost a like, well, who am I living for now? Um, and that sent me on an incredible journey of self-awareness. When did you begin to realize that what you had been taught wasn't all that there was? Well, again, I've been thinking about this for the last few days. And, and, I, and I think it's really been a very subtle and a very gradual. My cat is jumping on the printer. I mean, <laughs> Uh, a we very love cats on this program. We love any animals that want to gift us with their energy. So it's perfect. <laughs> uh, but it's, I think it's been very subtle. But what came to me in the shower was, I think a big piece is when I was married to the father of my kids. And it be, and I was uh, going down a spiritual path at Unity North when Carol O'Connell was there. And I think it was the pain of knowing that he wasn't choosing to go with me. Like, in other words, I remember thinking to myself, wow, the more I'm becoming more of me and going down this path that I know is true, even though I, I was so new on it, the more alienation I was creating in my marriage. And that was my third marriage. So that was, you know, I didn't take the take it lightly. And that was the father, and the father of my children. And I remember, I wanted to share this because I remembered this in the shower. We went, I, we went to see Carol at the time to, you know, and he of course was hoping we could save our marriage is the way he put it. And Carol said, well, you may not save your marriage but you will heal your relationship. Yeah. And 
I got that, but he didn't get that. He didn't understand what that meant. Like he looked at her, he looked at me like, what, what's she talking about? <laughs> and so I, I really think, like I said, it was the subtle. And then it was, I, I believe when I read Return to Love, hmm. I remember reading it and then rereading it and reading the part where she said, um, when she owned the bookstore, is Marianne Williams. Yes, one of the, you know, such a wonderful teacher. Um, when she owned a bookstore in Boston, this was before her whole, her whole, I guess, big awakening. And she had a friend who was a marketing expert. And um, he said, now everyone who comes into your store, is, I, I just remember this, is a potential sale. And she said, no, everyone that comes into my store gives me an opportunity to love and to serve them. And I, oh my God. And that's when I decided to become ordained in the Universal Brotherhood, actually. After I read that again, it was like, I got to do this. And again, the more I went down the path of my heart where I was being led, the more, it, again, it alienated Richard at, at that time. I mean, we're friends now and it's wonderful. At the time, it was really painful because it was sort of like, and I'm a Libra and Libras can so easily be distracted by their relationships and want to please whoever they're in relationship with. So I think it took me a number of years to go, this is okay for me to want to go down this path. As much as I want my marriage to continue in that form, because you and I both know, right? Relationships never die or end. They just change form. That was a big one that I learned from Marianne Williamson. That is so powerful. You know, let, let's take an opportunity to kind of stay here and unpack some of these okay. things. And let me give a big shout out to a couple people who are joining us, who are sending us some love. So Jody and Rainy, thank you so much for joining us. <clears throat> but something, something that you said that was very, pretty much the exact same thing for me is that once I went down this spiritual path and I began to realize that I didn't really know who I was, um, much like Carol mentioned to you, it was an opportunity for healing, which is to me, the spiritual journey, we're healing our divide between ourselves and source, between ourselves and divine or God or whatever you want to call it. And everybody comes to that healing experience at the right and perfect time for them. Totally. Just like you, I was married to the father of my children, to uh, Philip, who you know. Uh, yes. And when I started moving down this path, and I'm talking about probably a good two to three years into the journey, which for me, it, it was just a time of discovering that there was so much about myself, about life, about God, about you know my connection to others, that I was energy. So many things were coming to me fast and furious because I was reading like a crazy woman by that point i might have already read a couple hundred books of new information in my mind that philip did not have yeah. so we were growing um apart in a way because i now had new information he didn't have especially about how to be um, authentic i'd only i had not been authentic in my relationship before i thought i was but now looking back i know it was my my ego self, my projected self, my masks were married to Philip. Um, so I had to unpack who I was while at the same time go through this healing of our relationship. Now, today we're wonderful friends. So like you, we were able, well, unlike you, maybe, I don't know, you'll have to correct this. 
Philip and I were able to transition our marriage into a beautiful friendship right, right from the get-go. Mm. We began to make that shift. We created a, a spiritual divorce and honored that we were family first and foremost and then transitioned to friendship. That's beautiful. Now you were ahead of where I was. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you, it, it was really powerful for me, very uncomfortable for our friends who expected a, a traditional divorce where people could pick sides. I remember that. I remember when you went through all that now that you're, yeah. Yeah, and, and we didn't get people's sides to pick. We were like, no, we love each other. We're mm -hmm. just transforming what the relationship looks like. Um, but say more about how you worked things through, mm -hmm. you know, that your husband, your the father of your children, to turn it into a healthy relationship, however long that might have taken. Well, and, and, and I don't think he believes this anymore, but at the time where he put the blame for my, where I was going was on astrology, you know, that was the, the and so it even took me years to really, and I'm still doing it now at 72, I'll be 73 in October. Thank God the fat lady hasn't sung yet, right? I mean, really, it's sort of like I go, 72, really? Like, and you don't look it, baby. But it's just so interesting, you know, because, and, and I go, well, you know what? It's time to own it all now, obviously. So, so unity, of course, unity North was a major part of my journey, you know, having, um, in just learning these principles, you know, learning about, um, how we create reality and, and the source. And as I've said to you before, of course, loving the spiritual mastery class now, I have quoted the Course in Miracles for years. Some of the, you know, the, and of course I'm loving it now because every quote is a quote almost, but you know, things like I could choose peace instead of this, or, um, you know, in my defenselessness, my safety lives. And I, it's like, I understood the kernel of truth there, even though I didn't have a clue, it just, they resonated with me. Well, now of course it's a whole other ball game. But again, I think it was, so gradual because I think I felt really guilty. Yeah. You know, I was I was experiencing so much joy from my spiritual journey that now again I created. You know, everybody comes in, we script them, they come in, they play exactly the role that they're supposed to. So it's not about Richard, but I created a situation where I was alienating myself from my spouse. Yeah. In, and I created that divide, right? That'd be a duality, right? I mean, it's sort of like I, I couldn't, I couldn't allow myself in full joy to go down the path that I was being guided to because I, and, and again, I had kids with this man, you know, so it was when Carol said that about you may not, you know, your marriage may not survive, but you'll heal your relationship. I think Richard understands that. Actually, he probably does really understand that very well now. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about this uh, you know how the astrology fits into your life because you are an astrologer you are one of the most amazing astrologers that i know pretty much well the only person i go to for any kind of astrological information but you are in in our circle you are a very well-known person and let me give a shout out to uh, dr jill khan and susan hayden who have joined us and they're sending us some love that's just so fun to have you here um, but one of the things that is really uh, a helpful tool on this journey, it has been for me ever since I came to you, like, I don't know, 15, 16 years ago. Almost 20. Almost 20. And got my first reading from you. And it, it really 
what shocked me at the time, and I had never had an, an astrological reading, the most I ever read was the, the little tiny astrology bits in the newspaper at that time, or up until that time. But when you did the reading for me, what was absolutely powerful, and I'm going to give you a big plug here. So anybody who hasn't done a reading with you, by all means, give yourself that gift. Um, but when I did that reading with you, you told me things about me that I was like, that's not possible. But yet, as I have been on my spiritual journey, unpacking my authentic self, so much of what was in that reading has become my reality my personal lived reality because while i was operating in the world based on who i was supposed who i thought i was supposed to be i was actually covering up my authentic self i was disconnected not in alignment with my true self and that astrological reading helped me begin to get a glimpse of what was going to be coming forth what i was going to start aligning to and how did astrology shift your not only your marriage but your your personal spiritual journey as you started going down that path that's a really great question and i had a wonderful astrologer who's not alive anymore that i met in 1978 when i moved to atlanta jeff jower we worked at this crazy company together and this the man that owned the company was an astrology buff among other things um and i remember when he did my first reading i I understood things about me, much like what you're, that I didn't know, but that some of it really resonated. And, and again, being the energy that I came in to be, which is to balance and to share, it's like I was sharing parts of me with myself. I could understand why, like for instance, that I have this, you know, um, really um, uh, child, childlike, I have Leo energy in my chart, Leo childlike energy. And, and that's been the permission, I think. I think it gave me permission to be me. It's like I, I somehow knew it, but didn't really know it. But it was like, oh, yeah. It's like, wow, this feels so good to me. I remember once he said to me, I won't go into why astrologically, but just the, the translation, he said, here's this gentle, kind, compassionate soul that just wants to share with others. And they give her a sword and say, go out and fight. <laughs> you know, so in other words, it's about, but what I'm getting, what I'm really, and I say this all the time to myself and others, it's both and, it's not either or, right? We, we tend to so do the either or, either I'm sensitive or I'm selfish, or I'm, you know, I'm uh, um, whatever, sad or I'm happy. And or I'm an introvert or an extrovert. And you know, there, do you know the term ambivert? Have you ever heard that term? No. And ambivert that's what i am is the combination of an extrovert and an introvert it is an actual term ambivert so for those that relate to both somehow um but as i said Lana, i think it really gave me permission to hang out with god i mean you know to really be to really live from my spiritual center you know because I, like you, have a lot of energy down in the bottom of the chart. It's one of the beautiful things about you, how you create such a beautiful, safe space and a belonging and family, and you created family, your own biological family. Um, but, um, and the more I would know, the more, uh, the more myself, I think I allowed myself to be like, I, you know, I gave myself permission. Again, being such a, 
a people pleaser, which is a quality of Libra. It's one of the, you know, overly so. Um, I would tend to morph into what other people wanted me to be. Oh, you don't like a cha-cha? Let me do a tango. Oh, you don't like the tango? Let me do a twist. I mean, really, it was sort of like, and when I say, and you've heard me say this, when I say, I think we all have to do this, but certainly people with Libra energy making the marriage inside because I never did until now. And what you're saying is so beautiful and so powerful because through this journey, now that it's been 17, 18 years for me, one of the things that I have noticed consistently, not only did I experience it in myself and it keeps refining, but it is like one of those hallmark things that happens to people on this journey. I love that. There is no such thing as I am this or that. Every one of us is pure wholeness. Mm. We, we have two sides of the same coin when we're introvert or extrovert. But what you were saying that you would do, you know, the cha-cha and, and somebody wanted you to do the tango and all that people pleasing, that's those are things that we learned to do when we were children and we're developing our egoic personality. And they're basically aspects of ourselves that become so, so good at manipulating the external circumstances, at controlling to the best of our abilities because we're really afraid because we don't really know the wholeness, the power that exists inside of us. Um, and to go back to what you said earlier in the conversation, that that healing ourselves is about holding, becoming whole, coming into integrity, into alignment, into oneness within ourselves, because you shouldn't be. Nobody um, is expected to be an introvert all the time. We are times when we're socializing. We have to be extrovert. And one of the things that I notice in this spiritual journey is that people who gave themselves a label that they were one or the other were really missing out on the other half of themselves. We're really, you know, totally, completely out of alignment. Um, and this journey is bringing us more, more and more into alignment because something that you had said earlier because um, I definitely want to want to touch on this because you're you're brilliant at talking about these things is that we have a cast of characters <laughs> and that cast of characters is here to help us see those disowned aspects of ourselves. So if you show up as an introvert and you fall in love with somebody who activates your extrovert because they want to go to parties and they want to take you to events and they they want you to show up, you know, in, in their social world. And you don't like that. It, it's it's going to create a lot of friction. But let's let's take a little time here to talk about how astrology can help somebody understand. I'll give you a perfect example from what you just said. So, for instance, how can I claim the charm, the graciousness, the um, the um, grace, the diplomat, the ambassador of Libra? If I don't also claim the people pleaser, the approval seeker, wishy-washy, indecisive, and disingenuous. I'll never forget when one of my clients, who's not a Libra son, but has a Libra character, it blew me away when she said this. She said, I have this part of me that if I can get you to like me, like if I can see like on your face for me, then I can like myself. And I went, oh my God, I have been there. Me like, too. Like doing the dance, like, oh, let me see on your face. Oh, you approve of me now? 
So having been down that journey, it is the both and, and I'm so clear now and being a Libra, it is about integration and aligning. And, you know, I'm here, I'm really clear. And this is why the Course in Miracles, one of the reasons that it so speaks to me is manifesting peace. If I'm going to extend peace, I have to be peace. Exactly. And, I, and that's a, that's, I get that. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying I know how to do it yet. I mean, I'm doing some of it, but I get the concept you know, that my, so my in, the more I'm at inner turmoil with myself and with war within myself, which so many people are, you know, and astrology is just a beautiful way to understand the dichotomy, to understand the duality. You know, when I write soul pledges for clients or in playgrounds, I always look at the chart and go and say to God, okay, what would serve them now to, to hear about themselves that would help them align and integrate parts of themselves. And Lina, I'm always so innocently stunned, as I love to say now, with how it comes in. It's like God says, say this, write this, you know, and now that I'm so studiously studying the Course in Miracles, you know, I'm asking the Holy Spirit, what would you have me say? Yes. You know, and I'm looking, I have to just share this because I'm looking, this this is what I see when I'm when I'm doing a, a phone session with a client. I'm here only to be truly helpful. I'm here to represent him who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to do or what to say because he who sent me will direct me. I am something about, oh, I will go wherever he wishes knowing he goes there with me. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. And that is what the Course in Miracles wants us to understand that we're not alone. And to tie that into, which is so beautiful that you keep that in front of you. And I want to give a quick shout out to Donna and Ron and Peggy who've joined us and are telling us such beautiful things. Ron, I'm, thank you on behalf of Lorelai and I. We're so grateful that we get to inspire you. But you inspire us too, our, my friend, our friend. Um, but one of the things that is so important that I love to make people aware of, because for me, it's all about the power of awareness. If you're aware of what's going on, then you can make conscious choices to either align or stay out of alignment. But without awareness, I never would have known that I needed to align with anything. I yeah. was out of alignment. I thought I was, you know, my crazy self was all that I could be. Um, but, you know, as you're talking about this cast of characters that we have inside of us, this spiritual journey helped me realize how much I had fragmented myself in order to show up in it really in, in the way that we're talking about people pleasing. I'm going to take it one step further. It wasn't so much people pleasing. It was pure manipulation. I was manipulating the experiences, the people to get what I needed to have me feel like I was somebody. Wow. Thank you. You were saying, you know, your, your client who wanted to be liked, needed to be liked by other people so she could like herself. You know, we, we can put all kinds of different spins on it, but it's basically the same thing. I would show up in, in, as a wife in one way, because I needed to get something out of that husband. And as a mother, I would show up another way. You know, I needed to get something out of my kids. At the PTA, I was one way. At work, I was another way. With my girlfriends, I was another way. And what became so clear um, is that when we don't know 
who we are, divinely created by God, source, spirit. I call it Jesus. God is the source of the energy of love. Whatever name you want to call that source of all that is, when we were created by that source, in our divine holiness, there is a wholeness that we have as little babies and then we're trained out of that to please mommy, to please daddy, to please grandma, older brother or younger sister, whomever it is, to then eventually please the teacher and the preacher and the, the boss and the spouse. So we literally fragment ourselves. And to go back to astrology, when you gave me that reading those 20 years ago, I did not understand then but you were giving me almost a complete picture of the possibility I could step into, the potential that I could I say it's go little into. And, and I very much believe, I really believe, and I would imagine you do too, I believe that the soul and the divine make an agreement. And we come in with these raw materials, and this just happens to be the language of astrology, and we make the choices. So when people say, well, is it fate? Is it, you know, is it destiny? I believe the soul and God make this agreement. And when we forget, yeah. which we often do, then we be, and when we really become aware of who we are, we do choose in the direction. It's not faded. We chose it on to beginning to come up, to come in. I mean, just, I mean, a very, you know, superficial Libra in looking for itself in the other. And here I am in my sixth marriage. And now I say it with great respect for myself. Believe me, I did a lot of guilt and shame over the years for what that said about me, you know, because I have a Jewish side of my family whom I adore. They've all been married forever to their spouses. And, you know, so um, I really think it's about the connection to self. It helps, the astrology helps me connect to myself. Like if I'm praying in the morning, you know, and then there's this part of me going, come on, you got to do something. You got to, you got to make that, you got to make that phone call. You got to, and I'm going, okay, Mars, just let's calm down. Let's, and I, you know, I talk about sitting around the round table with ourselves, right? Yeah. How fun is that? Like romper room. Here's this part of me. Here's my Virgo rising. Here's all my Sagittarius, you know, and it's just that, again, to use your, it's a fun and easy way to connect with self. And you know me, I love the language. I always have to kind of tone down the language of astrology as much as the tool, because it's a beautiful descriptive language of human potential and timing. Yes, because as you know, to, to kind of uh, add my little piece to what you brought into the conversation about that our souls made an agreement with God, I absolutely, without a shadow of a, of a doubt, know it from me. And I've seen this in other people. Um, and of course, I've heard this from lots of other teachers of spirituality, which is what I consider myself, not only a teacher or spiritual principles. You are the consummate teacher. I keep telling you, you are the consummate. Five planets and Sagittarius. You could teach anything to anyone. You could sell anything to anyone if you believe it. <laughs> well, I never saw myself as a teacher ever until... Um, you know, I was called to teach, but I'm also a student of truth and I will be a student of truth forever. Very and, sick. And this journey is, is really about remembering my agreement with God because our souls came in with a purpose besides to bring love and light to the planet and to be happy, which are things that the Course in Miracles teaches us. So we'll definitely be talking about that more in our class. Um, in our mastery class, but I needed to be reminded 
that I am not here to please people. I am here to honor my agreement with God. My father, mother, God's will and mine is what needs to get created because when I realized that I am an expression of the divine and I began to align with what that looks like, what that feels like, there is nothing in the world that is more delicious, more fulfilling, <laughs> more fulfilling, more amazing, more rewarding, more life changing, more inspiring, more absolutely turns me um, completely alive than to be in alignment with what God wants for me. To come to that place, I had to go into acceptance of where I was, what was happening in my life, because one of the things that most people do on their spiritual journey when they start is they get caught up with a law of attraction and they want to attract new things into their lives, not understanding that our lives are already whole and complete as they are. Our work is to align with our purpose so that from there, like you were saying, we have free will. We can begin to make subtle changes, sometimes big changes, but they're not about acquiring. They're about aligning with the wholeness of who we are and then more of who we are can express through ourselves. I never grew up wanting to be a spiritual teacher. I had no intention of being a coach. I had no intentions of getting divorced twice in the last 10 years. But all of that had to happen because my cast of characters were showing up playing their parts. Well, and it's interesting that you say, because you sold, you were, when I was in personnel, because you know, I had a personnel business for years where I used astrology in my work. And I would say, when I would uh, recruit entry level salespeople, they were often, former teachers. Well, selling, teaching, truth seeking, all Sagittarius, all fits under the umbrella of Sag. So even though you didn't see yourself as a teacher, I will bet that when you were selling houses or what, that you were teaching people about whatever, whether it was the process of buying and selling a house or, and maybe you didn't define yourself that way, but that, that is, that does fit under the domain of Sag. Just one. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. I always gave way more information than people ever wanted. And, and, you know, you know, it's all labels, right? We can call it labels. Astrology is labels. There are all these other labels. When I was in graduate school, you know, when I got my uh, counseling degree, now it's seven years ago, I guess in uh, May, I remember what I really thought I was going to be going to work for a therapist. I really did. It was one of those again. Oh, let me jump on somebody else's train. I became a real estate agent. I told you, never sold anything. I had an insurance license, did very well there. But the point was, I when we got to diagnosis in, in graduate school, you know, and I thought, there is no way that I am going to define people by bipolar, anxious, depressive features. I would much rather define you as five planets and Sagittarius with Virgo rising. I mean, the label is just a lot more forgiving, a lot kinder, a lot more fun. You know, I mean, if we're going to, so I just wanted to say that because whatever labels we define ourselves with, let's just pick labels that work, <laughs> you know, that, that help us unfold. Exactly. Exactly. And, and a shout out to more people that have joined us. I, I'm not sure how to pronounce your name. So please forgive me if I mispronounce it, but uh, Gita, um, told us that it was a beautiful conversation and Diane has come in to, to say sweet things as well. Um, 
you know, Lorelai, you and I are in a unique position because not only of our own personal internal um, shifts, we understand the transformation that has taken place inside of us, but we help other people transform themselves as well. Let's let's give a sampling um, of what all of this transformation is leading to and kind of put it in a nutshell because we're giving all kinds of wonderful information, but I want to, to wrap it up. And this is my take on the spiritual awakening. We are waking up to realize that since, since we were itty bitty, we got taught that God was outside of us. That which is divine, whole and perfect is outside of us. Um, that in, in my case, growing up Christian, that Jesus was the only one child of God and it was the only perfect one. And well, you know, even his father was, um, must have been upset with him that sent him off to get crucified. <laughs> so we grow up being told that there's perfection outside of us, that when we die, maybe we can go there as, as a Catholic. One of the things that got activated for me when my mom died that sent me on this journey was the fear of dying and going to hell. And what I have discovered this journey is all about is acknowledging that there is no out there that what I got told was divine and perfect and whole outside of me and the source of love outside of me is actually inside of me, which is what Jesus taught about the kingdom of heaven is within. So this has been a journey of owning what is really wonderful. Um, the, the love, the Christ consciousness, the Buddha nature that is already who we are is awakening. And that's what I'm aligning to is God within. Mm -hmm. And when you were talking about you couldn't go label people bipolar or, you know, this, that or the other, all of these limited labels. It's just so beautiful because to me that's where the world is shifting toward is recognizing what is really good in each of us. And we'll stop warring with each other when we all realize, guess what? We're all the same. We, we, there's nobody who is not the presence of God expressing itself. Either they know that or they don't. And then we forgive them if they don't know what they're doing. If they don't know that, if they're not aware of that, because they haven't had the experiences that you and I have had. So from your perspective, you're using astrology to help people come into more awareness of who they are. Right. Bottom line, what is it that you want people to take away when they get those tools called astronomy, astrology? Well, you know, it's interesting that you would ask that because when I got my graduate degree seven years ago, my journey, and I had a couple of business coaches along the way that were helpful, but my journey was how do I marry I don't use that word lightly. As you know. <laughs> how, how do I marry the spiritual astrologer with the counselor, with the interviewer and the minister? Like, what is that in service to? Yeah. So now I know it's really helping people get what they want that comes from inside. In other words, by aligning the more we give, the way I love to say it is conscious voice to our cast of characters. And one can bring so much humor to this. That's what's so yeah. beautiful. But conscious voice, the more we can harness all the energy, you know, that's at our disposal to be able to affect whatever it is we want to affect in the world. Yeah. So it would certainly be inner peace. A, a an excitement I my intention and I always set an intention for every session everything I do I set an intention including our call today I set an intention earlier um, and of course we all know how 
powerful it is to set an intention because that's, you know, it all follows. But my intention is always that they walk away with greater insight, clarity, and excitement. Maybe that maybe they don't know what the next step is yet, but an excitement about who they are, like, wow, I can take that out of the closet now. You know, that very uh, quality in me that I have blamed someone else, right? That I've projected, that I've repressed, because that's what we do. Yeah. And, and so to me, once I finally got that really what my work was about was helping this alignment. I mean, it's so interesting you use that word and I use it too, it, it, aligning me with me. And so that's what that's a greater inner balance. And a Libra doesn't say that easily either, because, you know, for people with Libra energy, that balance can so easily be offset yeah. um, in terms of, you know, out of one's own center and into someone else's center. Yeah. So so to me, the excitement that, that, that the joy, much like in you and I've always related, I believe, the mirror in each other. We've always mirrored the joy you know whenever we would see each other whenever it would be there would be this explosion of energy you know we'd connect and we we knew we were on the same page and then you would go down your you know your path and i'd go down my path um so i just have to say it's been it's such an honor and a joy uh to be working with you in this spiritual master class and all these beautiful beings that are my new spiritual soul sisters and brothers anyway i just I'm so full. And you know, Monday, you know, I wanted to take the class last year, but I don't do things on Monday. So I went, oh, that's got to be my ego telling me I have to do nothing on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, love having you in that class. It's just so much fun because that entire mastery class, it's an entire year commitment to sit listening to the truth of who we are to accept our wholeness to accept our holiness and that's what mastery is a master knows who they are as god created them there are there's no room for worldly ideas of who we are because people um when we're operating from god being outside of us and this is this happens in every religion every single person who ever points to god being out there somewhere does not understand the wholeness, the greatness, the love that exists inside of us. And to sit for an entire year and hear about our magnificence, to hear that we're choosing between limited ideas about who we are, those ego-based ideas, those human ideas, and accept that we really are whole when in the in our mind we have a story that there's something wrong with me i'm not smart enough i'm not capable enough i'm afraid if something happens to my body and then to hear that we're not bodies that we're we're infinite energy takes a lot of courage so thank you for sitting and then contributing as much as you contribute to our class it's beautiful thank you I, well I, it just reminds me again how much i love community you know the various communities that i've created or that i've been part of and really if i mean we've always needed that the connection but if there were ever a time where we need to feel connected to ourselves and to the truth of everyone else it's now yeah. and, and 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 i mean you talk about spiritual mastery however anyone goes about that now whether it's a course in miracle spiritual mastery or it's somebody else's teaching we the, the, the cosmic weather right now with all this Capricorn energy is really about stepping up and claiming that. So I just wanted to ask you, so someone could know they're a master, but have no clue how to get there, right? They could have the knowing of that, right? Well, we Mastery is 
is what we are and the journey we are masters a soul that chooses to come to this planet is coming deliberately as a master and all babies are masters why because they express one thing and that's love nobody is afraid of a baby there is no fear there there is just pure love extending so every one of us comes in bringers of love and light to the planet which is what a master is um but then we get conditioned out of that. We develop the ego mind. We enter into the fears and the judgments and the limitations and the thinking that I'm less than or better than. And we, we move through that process of separation. But the journey is about remembering. It, it is the peeling the layers of untruths that God overlaid on us. And, you know, we had unconscious people teaching us things that were not true, but because we could question them, or if we did that, we get upset um, or they didn't know any different. We each have to take responsibility for removing <coughs> what does not belong, removing what is not true. And all that is left is the master within. All that we're going to find is we're going to return, as Marianne Williamson's book about A Course in Miracles, it's a return to love. As Rumi said all those hundreds of years ago, all we're doing is removing the barriers, the blocks that we have built to the essence of love of who we are. I can't believe you just said that. I was just going to quote, it's not your task to seek for love, but merely to seek and find within yourself everything you've built against it. The Rumi quote. Yeah. And it, it's a Course in Miracles quote, which is why I love teaching from the Course, um, because I haven't found anything that puts things as simply as the Course does. Um, once you get past the 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 shock of of you don't understand it at first, <laughs> and nothing means anything that I'm looking that I see. <laughs> but it's such a simple to me. It's such a simple explanation of what's happened to us. But it is about coming into alignment with that that incredible perfection that exists inside of us. But what is so beautiful about the process of awakening is that once you discover that that is the truth of who you are, it's the truth of everybody else too. So peace on earth is going to happen. And that's why it has to happen one person at a time, one person at a time, owning that they are loving, owning the truth of who they are, coming into alignment with that as, as a reality, accepting our wholeness and then extending that forward. So let's talk about, you were talking about the cosmic weather. Here we are, 2020, we just started a new decade, um, a new year, a new decade that as my guides tell me, this is a 10 year uh, journey that we're gonna go on of really activating those the cast of characters are really going to help activate all of the barriers that we have built to love the, all of the barriers that we have built to hiding our 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 gentleness our compassion our kindness our our ability to listen to look at ways where we can remove those obstacles that we have built between ourselves and and, and others whether they're family or friends or co-workers or the opposite political party, the opposite football team, the opposite um, religion. This is a time, we're entering a time, a decade of, we've, we've got to recognize that we're all the same. 
instead of talking about where we're different is move to a conversation where are we the same because we're going to find that we are all the same what are you uh getting from the cosmic weather patterns about what's coming well and, and i'm so glad you asked because this amazing planetary alignment of the planet of power pluto and the planet saturn which is the planet of responsibility we're all being challenged to take responsibility for our power so that exactly would with the relationship with the divine well those two planets come together about every 31 to 38 years but the last time they came together to dance cheek to cheek as i love to say in Capricorn, in this sign of authority, the sign of goal orient and sign of accomplishment, achievement, based on who we really are. The last time they came together, Lina, was 1517, when Martin Luther left the Catholic Church. Whoa. So if that can be a backdrop or a metaphor for people, and it's not an accident that Harry and Meghan have left the royalty. I mean, that is so speaking to this. They don't want to be defined by that anymore. So if there were ever a time for us to give up, and this so fits for the, with our class, the definition of who we think we are and who we thought we were and step into the power of the divine within, it's now. I mean, that's the, you know, and that's why, you know, the more people look at all the abuses of power out there, what about the abuses of power in here? Exactly. I've been crueler to myself than I've ever been to anybody else. Oh my gosh, yeah. And, you know, what you're saying as within, so without. So right. when you begin to understand the whole aspect of our oneness, that there can't be something separate outside, that it has to be me projected out there, which again, the Course in Miracles teaches, we begin to understand that everybody is playing a role as a mirror to who we are. And you're so, well, you're so right because it is what the planets are showing. It is what, what the spiritual teachings are all about is that we have been very cruel to ourselves. And the way we're cruel to ourselves is because we don't love ourselves when we're hating on others. Yeah. All of the people who are out there hurting others, whether it's with words or deeds or actions, physical actions are hurting inside. You cannot hurt other people if you're happy. And if you are, if you are um, happy inside, all you want to do is extend that. So yes, Martin Luther left the church because they were doing things that were not consistent with the teachings of Jesus, the teachings, truly the teachings that the man who wasn't even Christian, he was Jewish, was telling us that inside of the, the Jewish um, teachings, we had rules and laws that were not consistent with the love of God, the love that we are. And he came to change things. Martin Luther came to change things. I think that right now we have a political um projection out there that is helping us realize that it's only bad out there in government we've given power outside of ourselves yeah. because we are not aligned with the source of power inside of us which is the source of love the source of god the source of truth sort well, it doesn't matter what you call it but as you're talking about power and personal responsibility no one can access the power of the divine inside without taking responsibility for how they became disempowered in the first place. Yes. Share a little bit of how, how astrology helped you bring those two together in your own life, taking well, responsibility yeah. for your power. 
as I aligned with, as I would, became aware, as you would say, well, I'm conscious of these parts of me and, and chose to consciously express and to be aware of how I was expressing. And I just want to offer something to everyone with this alignment that we're in. You know, Capricorn is all about get to the top of the mountain. It's all about achieving, accomplishment, success, right? And that can be certainly in the outer, the big house, the this, the that, nothing wrong with any of that. Nothing wrong with that. None, but it's an opportunity for everybody to be the chiefs in their life. And I'm not talking about chief executive officer, chief um, financial officer, chief operations officer. I'm talking about chief, you say enlightenment officer, I say chief energy officer, chief fun officer, and chief opportunity officer, like really harnessing, making it fun that there's this opportunity now for us to be more powerful. And and again, and Vern said this on the program with me the other day, total freedom demands total responsibility. Yeah. And that is, and that's the place I think where people falter, don't you think? I mean, that's where oh, they yeah. fall apart. Where where I see the biggest blocks to my clients and 14 years or so of, of working with people, where I see people hit a wall is really one of two places one they think they came to their power now they got to figure it out and that's it but the ego creates a sense of power that um is it's not quite the power well it's not at all the power that we're talking about because the power of aligning with the source of who we are with the christ consciousness the buddha nature is a power that allows us to surrender mm -hmm. to a higher power and then we got aligned with that power. So people stop when they're, they find their own power, you know, again, the ego superiorness, and they're not gonna surrender because all of a sudden they're, they're grooving with the law of attraction and they're getting and gaining. And I experienced that for a while. The other place where people stop, they don't wanna take more responsibility is when they go into their story and begin to realize all of the ways that they disempowered themselves and if they don't let themselves be assisted through healing all of that, they enter into this, this martyr, this I'm not, I, you know, in, into the story where they descend into all of the darkness that they had not really fully seen before. Now they realize, oh, I did that to myself. Mm -hmm. So that when we meet the responsibility, oh, oh, I created all of the bad or we go to the side of only, oh, I'm creating all of the good and look at me, I'm, I'm so spiritual and have this spiritualized ego. Um, then what begins to happen is that our mind gets fragmented back to the two sides of the same coin. And thank you, Jody, uh, for quoting um, what, what uh, Lorelai had said, that Byrne had said, total freedom equals total responsibility, is, is precisely we have to take responsibility for all that we're creating that's good also created all that we created that's not good and to bring those two into a level of acceptance yeah. and and we have to humble ourselves to create for the self alone is not alignment with god because when you realize that we're all one we have to go into using our power responsibly for creating for all that is for the betterment of the planet for taking care of one another it really is all of us as one and when you enter into realizing oh my god i created all of these terrible things about myself and you descend into this powerlessness this martyr 
this I'm not good enough, which so many, you know, in, in some religions, you you want to claim you'll never be as good as, as God or Jesus or whatever saint um, you have been worshiping. But the responsibility is that that same power creates disempowerment and empowerment. We need to use that power and align it with God because the responsibility, the ultimate responsibility as I see it, is to align with God's will. You know, Father, Mother, God, Source, Spirit, doesn't matter what we call it. It knows what it is. What, what is your will for me? And in essence, it requires a great humbling. I had to fall off of my spiritual pedestal because I swung between, I'm not, you know, I'm too low to get to a God that I realized was so high and I am too high to be with these low people that don't get shit about the spiritual journey that I'm trying to teach them. So in living in those, those, you know, high and lows, I had to come into balance and that comes with humbleness. You know, you have to fall off your pedestal. You got to get up that, that doormat and meet God where God is, which is to accept the responsibility that we're made of a power that is loving, it is one, it is connected, and it wants to extend through us. Yes. These are vehicles, vessels, for more goodness to come to the planet. And we have to align ourselves with being able to be used as an instrument, as um, uh, Francis of Assisi, I think it was Francis, who said to, to uh, the creator, you know, make me an instrument of your peace. It could have been somebody else. I can't remember. It was St. Francis. Oh, okay. And yeah. when we awaken, we want to be used by the source of all that is, the source of love. So the responsibility that gives us freedom is when we really stop attempting to think on our own and give ourselves the gift of the freedom of thinking and go into the freedom of feeling God's source spirit moving through us. Well, and I love what the, the, taking responsibility for the stories that we've created, right? And accepting those Academy Awards for those stories. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I use that now with myself. Man, Lorelai, you can get an Academy Award for that. <laughs> Give me an Oscar. I was a victim and I was a bully and I was, uh, you know, yes, yes. <laughs> We're aligning, we're aligning, we're becoming congruent. So Lorelai, we're coming to kind of the, the towards the end of this conversation, conversation right? but we'll have more. Um, but you are so amazing um, and I want people to find you. So how can people connect with you? I've got um, your website here. I'm gonna post it and it is um, Robin's Cosmic Nest, which for the people who are listening to us on podcast, Robin's Cosmic Nest is, will you spell it out? Uh, yeah, it's Robin's, R-O-B-B-I-N-S, Cosmic, C-O-S-M-I-C, Nest, N-E-S-T. When I was a kid, my dad had an easy music listening show from our home called Robin's Nest. And he would say, he would sign off saying, wishing you blue skies and green lights. So when I did my thing and took the best of my past, and my website person said, why don't you call it Robin's Cosmic Nest? And I went, oh my God, we're safe in the cosmos, right? Bringing, being, creating a nest in the cosmos. And then certainly on Facebook, any of you, please friend me on Facebook and enjoy my miracle minutes. That was another Course in Miracle thing. Oh, a miracle is a shift in perception. I didn't have a clue. <laughs> 
I only had a little bit of a clue of how true that was. And, and then certainly um, Lorelei, yes, L-O-R-E-L-E-I, yes. That's my affirmation of myself. Lorelei, yes, at AOL.com is my email address. Oh, how wonderful. Well, I cannot say enough amazing things about what you helped me discover about myself. And like I said, that, that reading that you did for me 20 years ago, I never knew I was going to step into this role, but that was because I was, I was aligning with God. I was, I was giving into God. What would you have me do? And boy, my life today is so different. It is not at all what I set out to become and to do and to have and to acquire. If anything, most of those material things and, and attachments, well, you know, they, they, they've been taken away to free me because that's where the freedom comes in. As I became responsible for accepting my magnificence and the fact that I am an expression of the divine in physical form and my role is to extend love God's love and my role is to see everybody as holy and, and to uplift them so much of what you teach and what you want people to understand about themselves so what is one thing you want to leave people with for today really what you say that you are a magnificent I love the way the religious science says it, an individualized expression of the divine. You can be exactly who you are with harm to none, apology to none, owning all of you and creating a magnificent life because you're playing with your whole cast consciously. And, 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 and believe me, I created the cast of characters for me because I was feeling so pulled. So just to say that, you know, every time I see any one of you, if I know you, you know, I automatically, your chart comes up in my head and I want to, I want to share something magnificent about you with you. And I just, I love, I love having the opportunity to do that. Well, you do it magnificently. And, and Peggy, you will give her the, the final word. She says that, uh, she loves us both and we've touched her lives in powerful ways. And, you know, and Peggy is one of those examples of, of beings who is open to receive. And there are so many teachers, not just Lorelai and myself. We've been taught by other teachers who have touched our lives, who have helped us discover things. And a line with line is about inspiration. I want you to be inspired. There is nothing special about Lorelai. There's nothing special about me. We're ordinary people. But what we did do was when we began to feel that yearning to discover more about who we are, more about what there is, we took responsibility. And it wasn't easy. And Lorelai will tell you that. And every person that's ever gone through this journey will tell you this is not easy. Um, packing your your ugliness, looking at your your fears, looking at the places where you've created a lot of a lot of suffering for yourself and others and forgiving yourself for all of that. And then using that same responsibility for unpacking the past is to become responsible for the kind of future you want to create. Because when you align with the source of all that is, oh my gosh, things become funner, easier, and more joyful. And oh, it's it's absolutely beautiful. So Lorelai and I want to talking. It's the only game in town. <laughs> It sure is. So thank you all for joining uh, Lorelai and I today. And we look forward to seeing you next Monday on the next Align with Lina. I have my friend Adele Wong, and she is just such an inspiring person. She's going to come in and share all kinds of wonderful things about her journey and ways for us to make our, our journey now even more amazing. So thank you, Lorelai. You are a gift to humanity. Thank you so much. 
right back at you. <laughs> Love you, sweet sister. It's what an honor. See you tonight. All right. Bye-bye. See you in class. <laughs>